Paul says in Romans 6, 23, that we earn death because of our sin. So death is proof that we are sinners. But there's hope for all who are in Christ. Welcome to the Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 45. Today I'm going to do something a little bit differently. I'm going to record the message I gave at my dad's graveside service and the message I gave at my dad's celebration of life service. And I want to do this for a couple reasons. First, these messages were never recorded. And so I want to put them on audio for my family so that they can refer back to it if they would like to. And I think this can be a great deal of encouragement to them. In the last couple years, my family has suffered from several losses. And I think these messages can give them hope. But I also want this to be an encouragement to you. Because of sin, death is a part of life. God didn't create us to die. Death is a result of sin. And so this is something that all of us deal with on a fairly regular basis. And so I want to record this as an encouragement to you. And in these messages, I will point you to our only hope, which is Christ, because all of us have an appointment with death. But what is our hope? Our hope is not to avoid death. Our hope is eternal life with Christ. Our hope is resurrection. So with that in mind... Let me share with you first the message I gave at the graveside service of my dad and the second message that I gave at my dad's celebration of life. So with that, let me begin. This is a sad day. We are here to bury dad's body. Dad's death was a surprise to me. I got the message from mom a while back that there were some health concerns, but I didn't think it was anything to worry about. Then some time later, I heard that dad was taken to the emergency room. At first, I think we all assumed that the medical staff would find a treatment that would improve dad's condition, and then I found out that dad's body was shutting down, and shortly thereafter he died. Death is an inescapable fact for us all. As we look throughout this graveyard, we see the effects of sin, which is death. Paul says in Romans 6.23 that we earn death because of our sin, so death is proof that we are sinners. All of us have violated the law of a holy God, and therefore we deserve to die. But there's hope for all who are in Christ. About 2,000 years ago, God became a man, Jesus Christ. He lived a perfect life. He never sinned. Yet he was nailed to a cross. He was innocent of any crime or sin. Yet he was crucified and he died. Wait a minute, you might say. I thought death was the result of sin. How can you say that Jesus was sinless if he died? Well, first of all, the Bible tells us in several places that Jesus never sinned. And Pilate declared him innocent before he was crucified. So why did Christ die if he was without sin? As the Bible tells us, he became sin for God's people. Our sins were put on Christ, and he died the death that we deserve. In Jesus, God punished the sins of God's people. However, something amazing happened. The third day after his death, Jesus rose physically from the dead, never to die again. This is the ultimate victory. Jesus conquered sin and death, and his resurrection is proof. Do you know what this means? A time is coming when all these graves will be opened at the voice of Christ, and all will rise from the dead. Those in Christ will enter body and soul into eternal glory with God. That means... This isn't the end of Dad's story. 
Death is not the end of the story for God's people. It's merely the next step to eternal glory with God. When Dad died, his soul was ushered into the presence of God. He will never suffer nor sin from that point on. But when Christ returns, Dad and all who are in Christ will rise from the dead and enter into the presence of God in body and soul forever. This should bring us comfort in our sadness. I love the first question and answer of the Heidelberg Catechism. It asks, what is your only comfort in life and in death? It answers by saying that I, with body and soul, both in life and in death, am not my own, but belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who with his precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins and redeemed me from all the power of the devil, and so preserves me that without the will of my Father in heaven, not a hair can fall from my head. Indeed, that all things must work together for my salvation. Wherefore, by his Holy Spirit, he also assures me of eternal life and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live unto him. By his simple profession of faith, Dad evidenced himself as belonging to our faithful Savior. Therefore, we can rest assured that Dad and all who die in Christ will rise from the dead and enter body and soul into eternal glory with God. In the meantime, let us look to our glorious Savior, Jesus Christ, for our hope of resurrection into the glory of God. Now, at this point, I'd like to take some time to share the message that I gave at my dad's celebration of life. Many of us have our stories about dad. If I say my dad's name, stories likely come to mind immediately. For those of us who knew him so well, our minds are flooded with these memories. One thing that we know Dad so well for is his humor. I'm sure I won't get the details right on these stories, but there are a couple that come to mind that illustrate his humor. One day, my mom and Dad were in a store talking to a friend, and my dad told her, I can't stand these disposable cameras. He said, I take a whole bunch of pictures, and I throw the camera away, and I never get my pictures in return. And the lady looked at him and said, You're not supposed to throw the camera away. Of course, my dad knows that. It's a wordplay, disposable camera and he's joking with her. When I was in high school, I played football, and I wasn't a very good player, but my parents would faithfully come to the games when I was on varsity. And at this one game, there was a friend of mine who was there with a girl who liked me. And when I'd run on the field, they would get giddy and point and say, look, there's Terry. Well, my dad was sitting behind them a ways, and he heard them say this. So when I'd run off the field, my dad would say, good, Get Fox out of the game. Now we're going to win. Or when I'd run onto the field for a new play, he'd say, oh, there's that Fox again. Now we're going to lose. The following week, I asked my friends if they heard some guy making fun of me as I was running on the field. And they said, yeah, I couldn't believe that somebody would be doing that. And I told them, yeah, that was my dad. Well, see, this was the kind of guy that he was. He loved to make people laugh. And we all know him because of his humor. But dad wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. Now, before I tell this story, I want to make sure that you know I'm not implying that I'm better than my brothers. This is just a story about Dad. So one day, Dad was watching my brothers and I. Mom wasn't there. And the three of us were in the kitchen around the table. My dad was in the other room. My two brothers were bickering with one another over something. And from the other room, Dad said, knock it off. And they kept at each other. And Dad said it again, knock it off. And the two kept going. 
And this went on for some time. And then finally, Dad had had enough, and he came out, and I was the first one he hit. And then he hit my two brothers. And I asked him, why'd you hit me? I didn't do anything. And my dad replied, well, I didn't know. So I guess Dad was just covering his bases. But Dad wasn't just funny. He was a great husband, a great father, and a great grandfather. Mom has said several times since his death, he was very good to me. And their marriage was a picture of forgiveness, love, and commitment. In fact, not knowing it was the last time they'd see each other, my mom and dad's last words to each other were, I love you. Now, one thing that dad taught me was the importance of little things. He did several little things that have stuck with me for years. And the first thing is that he would say goodnight to me every night. It seems so insignificant, doesn't it? But I'd be in my bedroom, he'd open the door, he'd poke his head in and say, Good night. And isn't it interesting? This many years later, I remember that. The other thing I remember is he would come to all my games. He would take time off work to come and watch me sit on the bench. I wasn't a very good football player, but he was there. I remember being on the bench and I'd look over and see my dad standing on the sideline. These stories reveal Dad's humor and character. But to honor Dad properly, I have to talk about his Savior. In fact, Dad would want me to tell you about him, especially now that he's in the presence of his Savior. By God's grace, the work of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit, God changed Dad. He didn't make him sinless on earth. Like the rest of us, Dad sinned daily in his thoughts, in his words, and by the things that he did. However... God made him into the man that he is, a sinner saved by the grace of God alone through the work of Christ alone. Dad had come to know that he was a sinner violating the holy law of God, and he knew he needed a redeemer to pay for his sins. He knew that Jesus Christ was his only hope. And like Dad, all of us have violated the law of a holy God. Yet instead of condemning all mankind, our gracious God initiated a marvelous plan of redemption, a plan to buy a people to be his own. So 2,000 years ago, God came to earth as a man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus lived a perfect life. He never sinned. Yet he took on himself the sins of all God's people, those who recognize their sins and depend on his sacrifice for the forgiveness of their sins. You see, Jesus became sin for us. And God poured out his wrath on him as he was nailed to the cross. That means for believers in Christ, their sins have already been punished in him. And because they have been punished in him, all the sins of those who trust in Christ are forgiven. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, all your sins have been punished in Christ. God has therefore pardoned all your sins, past, present, and future. That is why we can say there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It's an amazing thing to think about. The God whom we offended by our innumerable and heinous sins is the same God who came to earth as a man to take those sins on himself. After doing so, he subjected himself to the torment of his own wrath. God did this. The only thing we did is sin against him. Yet when we hated him, he pursued us to buy us back with his own blood. But there's more. You see, only the righteous, only those without sin can enter the kingdom of God. 
So how can we be righteous if we are unrighteous by our own sin? We can't. So this is what God does for his people. He takes the perfect obedience of Christ and he credits or puts it to our account and then declares us righteous. When we trust the Lord Jesus Christ, God unites us to Christ so everything that belongs to Christ belongs to us, which includes his perfect obedience. So God declares us righteous in Christ even though we continue to sin because we are united to Christ by faith. That means we're justified or we're right with God by faith in Christ alone. This is an amazing transaction, and it seems that Jesus got the raw end of the deal. He took our sins, he became sin for us, and then he was brutally executed. And his perfect obedience is credited to us so that we're right with God. God didn't leave us to perish in our sin. He came to rescue us from sin and death and to reconcile us to God declaring us righteous, not by our works, but by the perfect life, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. God did this because we can do nothing by our own power to reconcile ourselves to God. We have no good works to offer for our right standing with God. The only thing we have to offer Him is our sin. Dad's death isn't the end of his story. It's merely the next step in God's plan to rescue Dad. You see, the third day after Jesus was crucified, he rose from the dead, never to die again. Because Jesus rose from the dead, those who die in Christ will rise from the dead and will live eternally with God, body and soul. This is made possible purely by the grace of God and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Savior Dad trusted. This is the Savior that changed Dad's life. This is the Savior that welcomed Dad into his presence based on the Savior's work. Dad now experiences joy that is literally unimaginable. Therefore, Dad would want me to encourage you to look to his gracious Savior for the forgiveness of your sins and right standing with God. Well, I hope you enjoyed these two short messages that I offered at Dad's graveside service and his celebration of life. I hope you find it encouraging, and I hope it strengthens your faith. Because like my dad, we all have an appointment with death, but it's not the end of the story. For those of us in Christ, it's just the next step in God's redemptive work in Christ. So let me conclude by simply saying, resurrection is coming and it will be glorious. That concludes this episode. If you have any questions, please email me at terry at thefoxdenjournal.com. If you enjoy The Fox Den, please leave a positive review and share this podcast with others. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. The Fox Den is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Thanks for listening. And remember, faith comes by hearing.